49ers fans, and welcome to the first 49ers fangirl podcast. I am Tracy Sandler, 49ers fangirl, and I am joined by Steph, also known as SoCali Steph from Niners Nation. Hi, how are you? I'm good, Stephanie. How are you? Good. It's nice to uh, see the 49ers back in action and seeing some football. <laughs> it sure is. And I would also say really great to get some positive news coming out of this team. Definitely. It seems like it's been a really tumultuous offseason. So to actually see them play the game and see where the good plays and the team has in store, I think it's finally something you know, positive for the fans. Yes, I agree. And I thought Sunday's night's game uh, was very, very encouraging. Uh, there were a lot of good things that came out of the first game against the Texans, but Sunday night's team, I felt, really looked like they were playing more as a cohesive unit. But let, let's start by talking about the defense. Who stood out to you on Sunday, and, and what were you excited about? Well, I think the big one for me was Mike Purcell. He, you know, has definitely won me over, and I know that he's primarily a nose tackle, but, you know, he's gotten work at the end as well, and I really believe that Ian Williams, since he's had to deal with some of that injury, Mm -hmm. I think it creates um, a definite spot for him to play. And what was really good about where he stands is that he can kind of go either or, and he's versatile. So I'm really excited about him. And also with Darnell Dockett and Tank Carradine and even Eric Armstead, I think, you know, they're all available at end and as nickel defense linemen. So I think that they've got a lot of movement there and a lot of stability so they can all, they're versatile. And I think that that's basically what it needs to be lost so much on the defensive line, you know, this offseason. I think it's really key to see them all work together to keep that defense strong. I agree. And I also am really excited about Eli Harold. He is yeah. shaping up to be quite the pass rusher, and I think he's going to give Ahmad Brooks uh, quite a run for his money in that starting position. Yeah, you know, definitely, he definitely can. I, it's, a, it's anybody's game at this point. <laughs> yeah, I would, would agree with that. That that defense has been through a, a lot of changes, so there are a lot of people who have a lot of opportunities, but they look good. They really... I thought they really looked good, and they were vastly improved from the week before. Obviously, they got some starters back, but vastly improved. And let's talk a little bit about Navarro Bowman. He looked fantastic. Uh, yeah, I was so nervous to see him out there. I, you know, it's like I just I didn't want him to even play at first. I just wanted him to stay healthy. But he looked strong. He looked like he could cut back and forth, and he was putting weight on it. And he just looks fantastic. And even those three plays made me a little nervous, but it was awesome to see him make all three tackles. And he, he looks very like the Navarro Bowman of Times Pass, where he just dominates. So I'm really excited for him. I still hope he eases into it and doesn't take it, you know, too fast because he did have a pretty gnarly injury. But I'm really excited that he is on his way back. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, but definitely. he. But you know what? It was so encouraging. I think it was encouraging for him. It was encouraging for his teammates. It was encouraging for the fans. So I think it was very important that he came out and just. I mean, he did. You're right. He looked like the dominant Navarro Bowman of the past. He, he looked so comfortable. He didn't look hesitant. So I was a little worried about that. Is he going to be hesitant? 
is he going to be trying to nurse that knee a little bit? But he just went for it and did an awesome job. Yeah, and it's not uncommon. I mean, when when football players experience an injury of that caliber, you know, they come out and they're just not as confident. And then sometimes that confidence, you know, trans- can actually get them injury injured later on because they're, you know, they're skittish about getting hurt again. And so you have to have the right mindset that you're you're a hundred percent and you're willing to go out and do it. Otherwise, it actually leaves you more susceptible to injury. And he looked like he was all about stepping out on the field and showing everybody what he could do. Now he seems very confident, and you you know, all of my uh, reservations were definitely. Uh, decided after he went out there i've also uh heard that in practice he's he's different he's more of a leader he's more vocal and so i think he's really and it really showed the other night he's really looking to lead by example both on and off the field which i think this is awesome this is also something this team could really use so i'm excited to see what he can do and how he can help out, you know, obviously in both areas, but he just looked fabulous. I was like, oh, wow, look at that, Navarro Bowman, you're back. <laughs> yeah, but then I felt like you. It was good you. to see. It was good yeah. to see, but then I felt like you, and I was like, okay, you're back. Now sit down. <laughs> Let's keep it that way. <laughs> Yay. Okay, Definitely. sit down. Thanks for playing. But that's probably what the 49ers need right now is, you know, a strong, you know, leader presence you know, from from the team because they've taken a lot of hits and people that are, are definitely well-liked. I mean, there was no question that, you know, Alden Smith was well-liked and mm-hmm. he was a big part of the locker room. So losing those bodies, losing their friends, they're going to need somebody to step up and kind of unify them. And I think Bowman is a really good one to do that because he has that ability to relate to a lot of his um, players, but also the ones that have been hurt, the ones that are veterans. So it, it's he's a real key part of the 49ers right now. Yes, he is. He's a huge, huge key. And then in terms of who will be playing next to him, Michael Wilhoyt was removed from the NFI list, which is great news. Right. Uh, so he'll be competing with Nick Moody for who will be standing next to Bowman out there. So that'll be an interesting battle to see. It'll be interesting to see how much uh, Will Hoyt plays on Saturday because he just got activated. Yeah, I mean, the first, I know people thought in the very first game Nick Moody didn't have a very strong showing, but there was, you know, if you looked at him, you know, towards when they were holding the line, Mm -hmm. he made some really key plays, and I think they weren't highlighted nearly enough. And he was doing his job. They weren't mm. the um, they weren't the real, you know, showy plays, the ones that you know make the highlights or anything. But back, he was, you know, creating a wall, and he and he was doing his job. So I was glad to see him you know, stick to his assignment and do what he was, you know, fill that gap. And that was what he was doing. So I think we'll see more of both. But I'm confident in Will Hoyt. I remember when Patrick Willis went out the first time, Navarro Bowman and Will Hoyt were, were, were great. They were great together. So I'm confident in either one. I think that whoever wins that role 
it's going to be really strong in that position. With all the losses last year, they still managed to be a really strong defense. And I, I am not worried about the defense. And I, it may have been odd with everything that went on this offseason. But the defense I have not been worried about because there's still so much talent and potential there. That, yes. and, and they really proved that the other night. I mean, they were like a different defense. When they came out, I thought, this is a, this is a group with confidence. This is a group that's excited to play and show everybody what they can do. Yeah, they have a lot of talented kids out there and new talent. And they've been watching and looking from the best to the best for so long. Now it's their chance. It's, to me, it could be even better than what we, you know, we're, we've seen the 49ers be you know, basically the rock of a defense for years. But to see these kids, and there's definitely an eye to who they want on the 49ers and what they do. And they have that strong front. And they've been watching them, and now these kids are coming out and showing what they can do. And I'm, I'm very positive. At first, I was, wasn't sure how it was going to happen because we have all these old-timers and all these people that have been, you know, you know, the pillars of the 49ers defense. But I do think that they can get a lot done. And even in the backfield, I was really excited to see what they did there. I mean, Eric Reed and Jimmy Ward, I think, mm-hmm. did a great job. And then Antoine Bidet and Jaquissi um, Park, they were amazing. So, and then they have the ability to go into the nickel. And I think that Barrett Tuck should be back up safeties. I think, I think it's going to be a little different. I think we're not going to see that strong up front, you know, defense, I think they have more versatility, you know, versatility in it, and I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see what they do, how they move it around, because it seems like they just have more ability to change things up and not, and keep the offense guessing. Yes, I would, I would agree with that, and I just, Eric Reed, I just, I love watching Eric Reed play football. That is a man <laughs> who loves football, and that is just so fun to watch. I mean, yeah. really, I just I love watching him play. I always have. Um, and I just like Quas- his arms. Yeah, <laughs> he's got some solid he arms. arms. <laughs> he definitely has some solid arms, but it is it's definitely fun to watch him. And Jaquaski looked great. I know. It's hard too. Very hard. He has really hard, and he, um, you know, he had really good form too during his hit. He, he was able to like project it. He almost saw where the ball was going, and you know, that's something that can't really be taught. He, he really had an eye to determine where the ball was going to go. So it was, you know, he can, he can reach it, and that's a big, big part about his position. Which means that I think that's why he could definitely even play strong safety if we needed him. Mm-hmm. So I think that's good because he can read. And he knew before it was even going to be thrown where, where that ball was going, and he knocked it out before it even had a chance. And I love that kind of stuff. So. On Saturday, um, I guess on the defense, one of the things I'm really curious to see is the cornerback position. Uh, we know Tremaine, uh, Tremaine Brock will be starting. I think it's definitely going to be Tremaine Brock. I think Wright's going to get it. I think Dante Johnson. Um, the thing about the 49ers is they tend to be a little bit more looser in the back, so because mm-hmm. they want to stop it in the, in the beginning. Um, that's just what I see, and if they play the nickel, I think that that's kind of what we're going to see. I think Tucker and Reese are fantastic you know backups there especially with all the injuries that we thought on our last 
Yeah, I mean, we needed all of them. We, we exhausted every single corner we had. And then when we had safeties go down, we had, you know, corners step up. And so I think that we're going to see a lot of, you know, different plays. I think we're going to see them all in there. Yeah, I, I think agree. that all 35 make the roster. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, if I were to say, I think all five make the roster. And I think all five will play at some point. Just different different um, looks at how the defense gets set up. But yeah, I think all five make the roster. Yeah, I would agree with you there. I think Brock will be kind of the stalwart, but everybody else might be platooning. I think it'll be uh, interesting to see what happens. But that's kind of, on the defensive side, I'm very, I'm going to watch that position pretty carefully on Saturday night. Yeah, I think you know, Craig Dahl, I don't think he's going to stick around. That would be my no, I, I don't think so. How he can with I just thought with all those five and on with Jimmy Ward and Eric Reed, and now we have Chris Guitar. I just don't see a need for him like we have had, you know, years back. So I think he's going to be gone. That's going to be my little prediction. The only way he's not is if something happens to one of those other people. Um, no, I would agree. I just, and his play has not, I hate to say it, but his play has not done anything to make me think there's a big case for keeping him around. Yeah. He's, you know, he's solid. He, when we, like last year, we had, he had some solid tackles and some solid things, but he's just, you know, I think I think they are better. And at this point, you know, it's kind mm-hmm. of who can do the job better. And I think other definitely can. So we've done a good amount of time talking on, about defense. Let's talk about the other side of the ball. Uh, <laughs> um, and then obviously we'll have to get to Jared Hayne because we can't not talk about Jared Hayne because he's <laughs> amazing. Maybe saving the best for last. Um, yeah. But Carlos Hyde was just fabulous. Um, Gearing the ball yeah. seven times, 39 yards. He averaged 5.6 yards per rush. I mean, he and he just looked good. He's a horse. He's, He's a horse. He's a horse. Um, and he just keeps going. I'm going to make a prediction. It's It might be bold, but I'm going to make a prediction now. <laughs> Assuming okay. he stays healthy, I think he could have a Pro Bowl season. Mm. That's my. That's going to be my bold prediction of the day. Right. <laughs> that is, okay. That's my bold prediction. Today. But I just, I, I've always been really high on Carlos, Hy- Carlos Hyde, which wasn't easy for me because I went to Michigan and he is an Ohio State man. Um, but once he became a 49er, obviously I could let go of the my feelings <laughs> oh, about him as a Buckeye. Well, Ohio State has a really good running game. I mean, yes, they, they do. Have, so. They haven't. He yeah. just, he j- I have so much confidence in him. And I just, I, obviously, we are going to miss Frank Gore, but I feel very comfortable with Carlos Hyde taking over that position. Oh, me too. Definitely. Yeah, he's, he's great. He stole the show. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I just want him to stay protected. I want him to stay down, and I want him to bulldoze, you know? So mm-hmm. as long as he does that, I think he's going to be just fine. And Bruce Miller did a very nice job blocking for him. Yeah, um, he always does. Always, yeah, he is. Excellent. He is a great fullback, and you know, I thought I saw look like Vernon Davis was doing some really good blocking the other night. It'll be yeah. interesting to see. That may be a big part of his game this year. Well, Vernon Davis has always been a really good run blocker, and you know, it's it's kind of part of what he does. And that you know, yeah, he can sometimes you know miss the ball and do the things that frustrate us. But when you look at the blocking schemes, um. 
they're second to none. I mean, they're really, we have a really good run game, and everyone is involved in that. Um, mm-hmm. From the offensive tackle to the guard, you know, even their centers. I mean, they see our tight end out there either blocking or going to the run. So, you know, I'm I'm hoping to see more from Vernon Davis, but, you know, I can never knock his his run blocking. It's, it's very good. It is good. Vance, on the hand. I'm sorry, say, we'll say that one more time. Vance, on the other hand. Oh, well, that's... Don't I, yeah, I, you know, I, I feel like the 49ers must be very confident in Vernon Davis this season since they traded two tight ends last week. Um, right. Because uh, Vance, I mean, Vance. <laughs> um, and he I, has the body of it. He, has, he does. He has the athleticism of it. And you see him down the field, he can run. It's just just not clicking and I and it's frustrating but um you know we'll see we'll see how it goes I have I you know I always I try to be somewhat more open-minded because I think it's a little bit hard to tell in a preseason game and I know the point of them is really more than anything for the coaches to get to look at a variety of players and decide who's going to make the team and who's not um but nothing about Vance is making me jump up and down at the moment but that's okay that could change. Um, so we'll we'll see. Um, what are your feelings on our offensive line? I mean, Joe Staley, I will always think he's one of the, you know, best tackles in football right now. Um, the anchor, for sure. Uh, yeah, and, and he made some mistakes last year, and he, he totally copped to all of them. Mm-hmm. And Alex Boone... Um, and now that we have Joe Looney back at center, I think that's a big thing because Joe Looney was able, I know like he wasn't the big name, but he can call a good game. And he's basically, you know, the center is who calls out the game to mm-hmm. everyone else and keeps everyone on the same page. So when he went down, I think it kind of clapped. So now that we have Looney back, I think it's going to make – Joe Staley better. I think it's going to make Boone better. Because those were the original three, although when we went to the Super Bowl. So I feel like they're back. They work together. They know each other. And then behind that, you know, you have Marcus Martin, who's learning. And Eric Pierce, I didn't see too much of him. But, you know, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't bad. But, it, it, you know, he's a big guy. He knows how, he knows his position. So I like that we have depth, finally, because for a long time with the offensive line, we just didn't have any depth, or there was nowhere to go after they went out. I like the setup. I like that it back kind of to the basics, and I think we're going to be all right. We've always had a really strong offensive line, and I really hope to see that that comes back this year. Yes, because last year was, and by no fault of one person, there were so many injuries, and it was... It was like offensive line by committee. Um, right. So I, I agree with you. And I think Marcus Martin is starting to come into his own. There's still He's still got work to do uh, over yeah. at right guard. But he's improving. I see improvement every game, uh, which mm-hmm. is you can't ask for more than that. Uh, so I think it'll be – I think it'll be interesting to see. Uh, you know, yeah. yeah. In terms of – He's the, moving from center, too, to guard. So yes. that's going to be an interesting swing. But – you know, he's a big guy, he's smart, he's 
extremely smart. He was ranked number one center at USC in, in call of college football. I, I see a lot of good things for him. I just want him to get healthy and, and learn, you know, and I think he's going to – there's a lot of young talent, and that's what's really exciting is even if they don't go anywhere this year, I think the talent there is really something to, you know, keep an eye on because that's not it, – it, you know, it's not something to be dismissed entirely. Yes, I, I absolutely agree with you. And I think they'll be a lot better this year than everybody thinks they're going to be. I do. Really? Okay. I do. I do. I, uh, How many games? Oh, hmm. Well, I vacillate. <laughs> how many are they going to win? I vacillate. I, uh, I vacillate on how many they're going to win. I think I need... Um, Let's do a prediction in a, let's do a prediction in a couple okay. weeks. <laughs> let's do in our season preview podcast. I vacillate, but All right, I let's don't watch a couple more games. Okay. I do think I have a prediction, but I don't know. I, I'm probably wrong. <laughs> I mean, I you know, I feel like here's what I think. I think they could I don't think they're gonna go four and twelve. I don't think they're no. gonna go six and ten. I I will make no. this prediction. I think I, I think they could definitely go eight and eight. They could be better. My bigger concern to me, honestly, you, is it's not even so much the, a lack of talent or all the offseason turmoil. They have the hardest schedule yeah, in tough. the NFL, and they travel the most miles of anyone, and you have a lot of rookies that are going to be getting used to that for the first time. And I think that's yeah. that. Play, I, I don't know that that plays a part. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I just I think their schedule is so difficult. But I still think this is a very very talented team, and it's a young team, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's a lot of youth and um, fresh bodies out there. So I, I don't think they're going to be worse than eight and eight. And I could be totally wrong. Either. Yeah, I, I think don't. That's what we meant last year, and we thought it was the most horrific season we had ever seen so they have to do better than 8 and 8 with all the changes and all the turnover that we've experienced I mean we have to do better than 8 and 8 right I, so not I only so. I mean I, I, I you know sometimes when you have a younger fresher team they're and I hate Seattle so much but I know. <laughs> they were kind of had the know-it-all young can do anything team and I, and as long as they're talented and they can back it up that goes a long way in sport so you know we'll see I think I think we have a lot to look forward to and I think it's going to be an exciting season I'm I'm not you know totally thrilled with how it went this off season and I made a lot of jokes but I I'm excited I'm finally getting excited for the play Yes, I feel I, I feel the same way too. I'm finally getting excited. There was a point in the off season that I thought maybe they should just cancel the season. <laughs> maybe next season, just like let's just not even play. But now that's why it's kind of fun when the season starts, even the preseason. You're like, okay, they uh-huh. they all know how to play football and they all know how to play it well. And I think this group feels like they've got something to prove, and that yeah. football goes a long way. And baseball, I don't know, and different, you know, in those sports, I don't know. But football, that emotion, that feeling of something to prove can go a long way. Oh, absolutely. Um, so we haven't talked too much about the passing game. I, I'm a little hesitant oh. to talk too much about it because I don't know that there's been enough. Um, I don't know that we've seen enough. Um, but, no. you know, it, we can certainly discuss it. But I don't know that we've seen enough out of Kaepernick to really know. 
Um, I, I do think he still is having a little trouble with when you throw the ball away. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, it's a little hard to tell. For me, at least. You know, I thought yeah, his I, pass to Smith the other night. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I just, I know there's a lot of people that just think that Kaepernick is kind of a one-trick pony. And he can run, and, you know, and he gets away, and he's quick, and he has that going for him. And then once in a while, he can throw. But he, I've seen him make throws, and I don't know if other quarterbacks could ever make that throw. So I'm... I'm still kind of like on the fence as far as him as a quarterback. I don't think we've seen enough, and I don't think we've seen nearly what I believe he can do. I think he was limited in a lot of ways with um, our old um, offensive coordinator. There were just weird trick plays that they were doing, and then or they would run the ball, but it was the timing of it, and it, there were so many weird decisions, you know, that he never, he never was given complete control over his own offense. Right. So I'm hoping that he, he actually gets some control, some decision-making, something that works best for him that he can execute. Because really, at the end of the day, it's what he can execute, not what they want him to. And part of that, yeah, I think it's going to be running the ball and doing those, you know, you know, we all love the read option and all those you know, things, I think there's going to be a little, a lot of that, especially when, with what we have in, um, oh gosh, I lost his name. Reggie Bush. But, um, Reggie Bush, like, he's so perfect for the read option. Mm -hmm. I don't even know who else I would choose. So he's fast, he's quick, he can get the ball out, and I love that. And he can also do the short slants and, you know, get the ball away if he needs to get the ball away, and he can, uh, you know, add on yards. That's what we needed, and I we've never they've never wanted to do that before. It was always like you go along pretty plays, or Frank or running it down their throat. So I like that they're willing to have some versatility with him. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that he's going to do well. I don't think they would have signed him as the franchise quarterback if they didn't really believe in him. So I do think that they do believe in him, and I think this is his year to really stand up and show what he has. I totally, totally agree with you. And I, I always like to say to people, I mean, let's not forget, the first year he went to a Super Bowl, the next year, he was one tipped pass away from going back to the Super Bowl. And last year, for lack of a better term, it's an unfair year to judge him on. He had an offensive line that was constantly injured and somewhat mediocre on their best day. He had his two top receivers tying the league for dropped passes. It was a rough year. It was he had there was, was co- coaching turmoil everywhere. I agree with you. I don't think he was ever really given control of the offense. And I kind of feel like it's, you know, I always say you, I mean, this guy went to a Super Bowl in an NFC Championship game. He had a bad year under a lot of bad circumstances. So I don't think we can make a judgment on him just yet. And even in this preseason, I've heard, you know, a few people say, I don't know, it seems concerning. I mean, he's played like three total series maybe. So it's, it's hard to say. And he had a really, actually a great pass to Smith the other night who was just really, really well covered. Um, right. And that, you, you you know, you can't do a lot about that. Uh, so I, I'm still pretty into Kaepernick, and I think this is going to be a big, 
big year for him. So I'm excited to see what he can do. And I agree with you. Having control of your offense, and that gives you an inner confidence right there, that makes a yeah. huge difference. And he's putting the work. Yeah. I, I completely believe in Colin Kaepernick. I think he can do it. I think he can inspire you know, the team, I think he can be all things to all his players, and, you know, I think he relates to them, and I think it's important. And I, I'm 100% behind him. I don't care about any of the other stuff, or how he looks, or how he dresses, or what he does. I think he's an excellent athlete, and I'm, I'm excited that he's on our team. And with all the other, you know, quarterbacks and you know I would take Colin Kaepernick in a heartbeat I really would I just love that he has the raw I love that he has a lot of strength and he he's driven and I, and I love that about him he's not just looking for the dollar he's really looking to win and it's evident it is evident and it's evident in the contract he signed he signed a very team-friendly uh-huh. contract to make sure that he had um good people around him and he also happens to be, I know this doesn't have anything to do with the football game, the football field, but I think he's also yeah. a very good guy who does a lot of good in the community quietly. Um, oh, yeah. So I'm rooting for him, and I agree with you. People, they do judge him on appearances and tattoos and things that really make no difference and don't speak right. to who a person is. <laughs> yeah. um, right. So I think, all right, we are definitely on the same page there. So what do you want to see on Saturday? What are you going to be watching for against the Broncos? You know, we're, we're going to start to see them kind of come, the mean people come out. I mean, I, I'm sure we're going to see maybe a little bit of Colin, but I don't think we're going to see him in fourth game. So we're going to see really the, the people that are on the fray who can make the team or not make the team. I think we're definitely going to see more of, um, oh, excuse me, Jared Haynes. Because mm-hmm. I still can't wrap my mind around that at all. Like, you know, he's a rugby player. And, you know, yes, he's tough and you know, he's a rugby player. But, you know, at the end of the day, he's, this is his first season playing professional football. So I don't know if they're trying to put him out there to hide someone else to, you know, because last time Mike Davis was claimed. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he's out there to kind of take the eye on other off of other people. I'm not really sure what this is or if he really is that good. I mean, maybe he is making a case for himself. But even if he, he, he definitely is making a case for himself, then I'd love to see him on the practice squad. But I just don't think it would happen. I think he's going to get claimed. So I think we're going to see these people that are on the, the line, you know, that are, you're no, aren't necessarily going to make the team. They're going to be out there, and they're going to see what they've got. And, that the last, and we're going to see, you know, really who's kind of on the that Do you think they, the line. You think they keep five running backs? I, I do think that. I will tell you that. I think they end up you with do. five. I think there's a good chance they end up with five. So, Carlos Hyde, Reggie Bush, Mike Davis, Jared Hine, and Bruce Miller. Mm-hmm. I think is probably. Um, there's now, I don't know that we've seen, we haven't really seen anything from. Bruce. And we've, but right. we haven't seen anything from Kendall Hunter, so. Um, I don't think he's I don't think he's going to make the team. I just think, I think Hayne and Davis are making really good cases that they should be on the team. Um, so yeah. I, th- I think they might, yeah. 
So I'm. That's my. I'll give you that bold prediction. Five running backs. Okay. <laughs> that? Five running backs yeah. and better than eight and eight, or as good as eight and eight. Yes. <laughs> I like. Um, you know, I love our defensive tackle. I mean, I love Darnell Dockett. I love Glenn Dorsey, and I love Ian Williams. And Quentin Dial, and Tink Carradine. Tink Carradine, you know, we've had our, <laughs> our issues, I guess, but I'm really hopeful for this kid. He's, he worked a long way. I don't think um, TJE is going to make it this year. I I don't think. Nope. And I think Eric's going to definitely come up on that list. We're going to keep a really strong defense. And then with Mike Purcell being Mike Purcell, I think it's really hard to justify Tony Gerard Eddy, which is a shame because he's a good player. He's a very versatile player. So that, to me, tells me how strong we are on the defense. If we're going to get rid of someone like Tony Gerard Eddy, then we're okay. Yeah, and he'll go somewhere else and he'll be great. He'll do a really great right job for another team. Hopefully uh-huh. that team is in Seattle. Uh, but he will go somewhere and do a good job um, for someone else. <laughs> uh, well, I'm excited, Sarah, to watch the cornerbacks. Um, I'm, I'm excited to watch more Mike Purcell and Jared Hain. I mean, they're just the feel-good stories that I think the fans are craving. So I do. Yeah. I hope they continue to do so. And I'm excited to see a little bit more of the passing game. I, I don't want – I don't even think I want Kaepernick to play a whole quarter – because I don't think it, I don't know, it's worth the risk. <laughs> um, though I'm sure though eventually he's going to have to. But um, but I'd like to see a little bit more of him and his chemistry with Tory Smith. I think that's going to be a, a spectacular combination. I just think they more they need well, more game time. Yeah. yeah, they just need more game time together to get used to each other. Uh, but I'm excited. Nobody's really talked about this, but when Antoine Bolden and Tori Smith in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. was it, 47? Mm-hmm. And that killed the 49ers because they, Tori Smith went long and Antoine stayed in the middle and they didn't know where to go. And they really mm-hmm. had two options because Tori had the speed. We have never had, besides Vernon Davis, we have never had a wide receiver with speed. I mean, Michael Crabtree was great, but he was the same type of receiver as Anquan Bolden. We had a lot of good receivers on our team, but we never had the speed. No. So seeing Tori Smith in our, you know, in our team, it's like, wait, we're creating options for Colin Kaepernick. It's mm-hmm. not like where he has one play to go now. We have options, and I I love that about it. And I think that they work together and off each other to see, okay, well, if you're, who are you going to cover, Tori or Anquan? Who are you going to double cover? And then mm-hmm. which one, then Colin can make that decision. It's going to be really exciting. I'm not as high on Quentin Tanton as everyone else, but, you know, he's a kid, and hopefully he can step up and learn from these guys. I I would agree with that. I The other night I was watching, I was at the game, and I was like, is he running in the wrong direction or is it just me? I'm confused. <laughs> I'm like, am I, have I missed something? Am I, am I getting sunstroke? What? Uh, that's something I would do. I'd be like, no, oh, <laughs> and then listen the block punt the touchdown was awesome it was it was good redemption but it, it didn't make me feel better no. necessarily as a receiver but i'm i'm willing let's see i'm gonna see how he does on saturday um i think he is a talented kid i really really do i just 
it's he's got just, a lot of gumption. Yeah, he's got a lot of gumption. I guess I just keep waiting for that to translate to plays, making plays on the field. Um, wow. So hopefully, you know, hopefully get there. That's going to be an interesting spot, that third position, because, you know, you got him and Ellington and the, you know, dark horse I, candidate, DeAndre White, um, for that third spot with Simpson being out those first six games. So that's an that's a battle. That third wide receiver spot is a real battle. Yeah, and I think that they're going to keep, you know, more than – I think – I mean, there's a possibility that they keep all five, but it doesn't mean that they're all going to get game time. You know, they right. could – you know, so it just – who knows? It just – it'll be interesting. It's going to be really interesting. The one thing about White is he's fast. Patton's not that fast, but he, yeah. he's got the basketball moves, you know, mm-hmm. that he can kind of get away, which is a good thing. But he needs to translate that into yardage. And once he gets that, he's going to come a long way. Yes, I would agree with you. Well, I think we've covered everything 49ers uh, for today. Uh-huh. Uh, thank you, Stephanie. This is great. I'm excited. Yeah, a little different. <laughs> yeah, it's a little different. Um and uh, we will we will continue to do these podcasts. Thanks for listening everyone and we will talk to you again soon. Okay.